Hello, 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 and good evening. It's your girl, Dr. Yvonne, the teacher that talks. And guess what? A new school year, a new episode of my podcast, Teacher Talk Tuesdays. Thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you will join me for many, many more. I do have special guests coming. I have one that I recorded and, you know, I'm doing this thing. So I'm still trying to figure out how to get that uploaded to my YouTube page. So just stay tuned for that, but it will be coming. And I'm excited about that interview that I did with um, Principal Bennett. Uh, Bennett, and she has um, e-learning, and um, she's the principal of a high school that she's doing some wonderful things with um, to bridge the, the, the gap, bridge the educational gap. So I'm really excited about that podcast, but I'll be sharing that with you all later. But this is your girl. I am back. I am back. I am so excited. There are so many things going on right now that I just don't even know where to begin. God has been so good over the summer. I've been doing a lot of things that I told you all I was going to do. I actually launched my consulting firm. Yay! So I'm excited about that. And we are getting ready to get busy with that. I actually have an event coming up this Saturday from 4.30 to 8 at uh, Norris Conference Center at 816 Town and Country Boulevard in Houston, Texas, 77024. And if you want to come, please go and register. Um, you can find it on wellattended.com and just look up Diva Mime and it, event. It's a Women's Equity Day event. And I will drop the information. I'll drop the the link and everything and I'll put that in the in the comments somewhere so you all can have that if you can see it so you can do that or you can go to my Facebook page Dr. Yvonne Henderson and you will find well it's just Yvonne Henderson they made me take the doctor off but it's okay it's all good but you can find that link on that page and you can join you can uh, register to be there it's a free event all you have to do is register so I can have a head count for the people who want it you know because we're serving food we're serving hors d'oeuvres and food there's going to be door prizes and gift bags. So I need to know how many people are going to be in there so they know how much food to prepare. But we don't want y'all to come and be hungry because you'll never come to an event that I do where you have to say you left hungry or we didn't have enough food because God will, will provide. So just make sure you register for that. I'm excited. Again, um, that event is going to be this Saturday, August 26th at 4.30, from 4.30 to 8. Uh, and it will be at the Norris Conference Center, 816 Town and Country Boulevard in Houston, Texas. All right. I am excited for a new year. I've just started a new year. This is my first year as a fourth grade teacher actually starting the whole year from the beginning. And when I tell you the students that I have are amazing. They are they, they are wonderful. It makes me want to teach again. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it just puts joy in my heart that they come in wanting to learn. They want to learn and it, it's wonderful. And I'm just excited and elated to be able to be their teacher and to be able to spend time with them. 
um, and, and just to go to show you just this one tidbit, yesterday I was late for work. I was real late and I'm never that late, but I, you know, had some issues, had some things going on and I was late for work and I got to work about 8.05. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie about it. I got to work about 8.05. I was supposed to be there at 7.50 when I text my lead teacher and told her, look, I'm running late. I had an accident situation. I had to go back home. Um, just have my students go in and get started and just have them do silent reading, silent sustained reading until I get there. She was like, okay, cool. When I tell you, when I walked in the building and I walked in my classroom, it was so quiet. They weren't talking. They were actually reading. And that just made me feel so good. I'm like, I love these babies. They were actually reading. So, you know, this is going to be a wonderful year. I am looking forward to this being a wonderful year and to be able to get some things done and to be able to make sure we move these these kids to a higher level in where they are and what they're doing. So I'm just really excited about this year. Uh, this has been the first time that I've started a year that I was actually excited in a long time. It's been a while since I've been excited about teaching, but this year was was different. You know, at first I didn't want to, you know, I was just struggling with, okay, it's just a lot of stress, a lot of stuff going on. Do I really want to go back to the classroom? And, you know, talk to God and he was like, yeah, I, I need you there. I still need you there. So I'm here and I am doing what he has called me to do. And I am excited. I'm looking forward to this year. I'm learning some new things. Yes, I've been teaching for 22 years, but I'm actually learning some new stuff. Um, to be able to work with these kids and to be able to do things a little different with this system and where we are. And it's it's kind of exciting because we're learning together and I'm actually doing some stuff that I haven't done before. So, you know, my motto is learn something new every day and life is worth living. It makes no sense to go through life living the same way every day and never learn anything new. That's boring. Who wants to do that? So, I mean, you know, it's, it's awesome that I am really, really excited about this year. And I, I, I plan on giving you good reports and having some good podcasts, you know, where, where we're not talking about issues. Well, you know, we're going to have our issues in education because that's what your girl do. We talk about the issues in education that people don't want to talk about. So I am here. I'm ready to do this. If you've missed any of my other episodes, please feel free to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And you can go back and you see some of the older podcasts. If you don't want to do that, if you want to read it, hey, you can go ahead and check it out on Amazon. My very first episode, my very first season, um, Look Who's Talking is on available on Amazon. So go ahead and get your copy of that and make it work. Um, share it with somebody, you know, issues in education. You might want to have me come in and do a PD and speak on some things. I'm your girl. I'm with it. We can do this. So um, just a lot of good things going on right now. And I am just so excited. Um, some other things that I want to tell y'all about, but I'll tell y'all later. So, <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. But there's a lot of good things going on. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Life in general, school. I'm just excited, y'all. This is the first, um, my first, second full week, actually, my second full week of school. Kids came back on the ninth. We went back on the second, and uh, we're, we're just ready, prepared. We did a meet the teacher, meet the parents night, or meet the teacher on the seventh. And I had quite a few teachers come in. I mean, parents come in. On my roster, I had nineteen, and I had eleven parents come in to meet me on that Monday before school started. So it was kind of cool. Um, it was my first year being able to do that with this district and this school. So it it worked for me. It was really nice to be able to meet the parents and 
set up some, you know, set some rapport, some good rapport and letting them know who was going to be teaching their kids and who was going to be in charge of them and who they would be with most of the day. So, you know, we have to think about those things. When you when you don't go and meet your teacher, your kids' teachers, you, you don't know what your child is being exposed to. So those are things that we need to do. So I'm just really advocating because I know there are some schools who haven't started yet. I know HISD has not started yet. So if your child is attending a school in HISD and they have a chance for you to go in and meet their teacher, please go and do that. You need to know who's going to be in the classroom with your child. You need to be able to put eyes on that person and be able to have a conversation with that person and know what it is that you can expect from them and what they can expect from you because it's a partnership. We can't handle this by ourselves. We need the parents to come in and partner with us and make sure that they're paying attention and knowing what's going on with their kids so we can, you know, work this thing together. Like they said, it takes a village. Don't think that the teachers can do it by themselves. And teachers, we don't feel like we can do it by ourselves. So there has to be some things that have been put in place for kids to come in and do what they need to do. There has to be some training to let them know what they're in school for, because we still have some that come in and want to play and want to clown and want to act up. But you know, hey, I set, I set the precedence for what I was going to do. I did. I set the groundwork. Second day of school. Second day. I made a phone call home to a parent because their child was cutting up. Baby, I'm not going to do this all year. We're going to nip this in the bud now. You have to be able to do that. Mind you, I had met the parent at the meet the teacher night. The parent came and, you know, things was like, oh, yeah, we do this and we do that. And I don't play this and I don't play that. Okay, but then your child come to my classroom and he cutting up? No, I'm going to call you and let you know. Mm-mm. What we talked about on Monday is not what I'm saying right now. So we're going to have to fix this. And, you know, it, it works that way. The parent was on board. And they was like, no, we don't we don't play that. So it, it works. But we have to be able to have a two-way conversation. It has to be communication going both ways. And, you know, when you start that early and not waiting months and months to say, oh, well, he's been doing this since the beginning of school. And you wait two months to call the parent and tell them they're doing it. You don't have a foot to stand on. But when you set a precedence the first day with the parent and tell them what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept, and I hope you accept phone calls because I will call you, and I don't have a problem stopping instruction and calling the parent in the middle of the class. If your child is cutting up and disrupting the classroom and keeping me from teaching and keeping other kids from learning, I'm going to take the time to call you to talk to your child. So we need to be able to do that stuff early. Set that early. Those expectations need to be set. Kids need to know you're not playing with them. They need to know you mean business and this is what we're going to do. So I've already had a couple of those. I wrote two referrals the first week of school. I'm not playing with the kids. And y'all need to understand we don't have time to play with them. When we have scores that are low and kids need to be brought up, it's time out for playing. You had all summer to play. You're not going to play in my classroom. It's that simple. So we need to make sure that we have that understanding from day one. Parents, kids, teacher, all on the same page. You know, we had contracts with for them to sign when they came to meet the teacher. These are the rules of the, of the building. This is what we expect. This is what they should be doing. This is what they should not be doing. Read this over with your child, sign it and, and send it back, letting us know that you read it with them and they understand and we're on the same page. Well, I had some parents was like, oh, no, we're going to sit right here and read it. Go ahead. Feel free. 
but make sure they understand what's on that paper because I'm going to hold you to it once you sign off on it and say, we agree and we understand. So when I call you, don't tell me, oh, well, I didn't know they couldn't do that or I didn't know they shouldn't do that. You signed off on it and said it. you understood the rules, the handbook. So we're not doing that. Make sure I have my file folders already done for every student, everyone who signed off on their paperwork. I have their signature. I have the signed copy in their folder. So when, I, when you say you didn't know, oh, here it is. You signed off on it. I had the proof. See, we have to make sure we can prove things to parents because parents, they, they want to know. They want to see. You can't just say, oh, well, I did this and I did that. Well, how do I know you did it? I called you on this day. How do I know? You know, I was a secretary for a while, a long time before I went into teaching. I was a secretary and I had one of those little books, you know, where you took messages and you wrote down when a person called, what time and who they called for, what it was about, had a message. I have one of those in my classroom. So every time I call a parent, I write a little note with that little receipt and I send a copy home to them and I put a copy in their child's file. You know when I contacted you. I have a record of it. I'm not playing. We need to make sure that we are communicating so we don't hear, oh, well, you never called me. I didn't know this was happening. I don't know what's going on. Um, I also have, uh, which is really cool, they had a set up a web, a web page on our, on our district website. I have my own web page for my class so I can communicate with my parents and they have access to that. Anything they need to know, anything they want to know is right there. My Schoology account, I have everything in there for the parents, information that they need to know, announcements, um, dates, special, uh, important dates, what their kids need to be doing, when they're going to be testing, all of that good stuff is already in Schoology. So there's no reason for you not to know what your child is doing and what they should be doing. There is no reason for you to be surprised about anything that's happened. And I really like the fact that I'm doing because a lot of parents, a lot of people take off and they, they take breaks, they go on vacations. It's very important that you do not take off and take your kids out of school just before testing. They need all of the reinforcement and all of the extra work that they can get prior to testing. So please, parents, please look at the schedule. Please look at the calendar to make sure you are not taking your kids out early to go on a, a, a trip. I know people got to take vacations. You do what you got to do with your job because things are different. But just try to be mindful of the situation that you're putting your child in when they don't get everything that they need prior to testing. When they're not prepared because they've been off for a long time. And it's kind of hard to try to do that stuff ahead of time and to send it. You know, it. we tried. You know, parents will say, well, they're going to be out for a week. Can you send work for why they're going to be out? Sometimes we can and sometimes we can't. Because if we're doing something different, things shift in the middle of a day. I can't promise you that what I send you that I'm going to do that is going to get done while your child is out of my classroom. Because something may transpire in my classroom that causes me to rethink something or to go back and reteach something and maybe not get to everything that your child has. So that will put them in a different situation where they'll come back and they're done with everything and they're just sitting around doing nothing. So we have to make sure that we stay mindful of even how the lessons are structured and how they work and the pace that we go at. Because I may be able to teach it and break it down 
in a couple of days, but if they're doing it with you at home, you might make them finish it all in one day and they may understand it and they may not because they didn't get that instruction. It's kind of hard to teach yourself how to do something that you don't know how to do. So it's very important that you have instruction. Um, I, I would do my best, you know, I've already made arrangements to do some recordings, some videos uh, to communicate with parents on things that we're doing. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, y'all can always follow me on TikTok too because I do my educational TikToks. I still have that. So I will be starting that back soon. Now that school has started, I will be giving helpful hints and tips on TikTok of what you can do to help your child. Always, always parents, whoever's listening, Make sure your kids are reading. But not only are they just reading, but they are comprehending what they read. And how do you do that? How do you check that out? Well, you ask them questions about they read, what they read. Ask them about the characters. Ask them about the setting. These are things that we have to reiterate to them every day. These are the things that we have to bring back to their remembrance that they've lost over those couple of months while they've been out of school because they weren't thinking about no plot setting and theme and all of that good stuff and the author's purpose and, you know, point of view and first person, second person, none of that. So when they're reading at home, ask them some questions. Help them generate questions because we worked on that today. That was one of the things we worked on. We did an anchor chart on the things that students do to be good readers. What do good readers do? What are some of the characteristics of what a good reader looks like? So we did the, um, how, um, what is it? Ah, good readers use um, think marks and the think marks are sticky notes. So we came up with shortcuts on how to write a note in, on a sticky note and put it in their book where they were like, oh, this is something exciting that I learned. So they put an exclamation mark or this was something I loved about the book or I really liked about the book. They put a heart on a sticky note so they can mark that spot. Or if they had a question about something that they read, they could put a question mark on the sticky note and put it in their book. These are strategies that we're giving our kids to help them be better at it. And after doing that, I actually showed them how to take those sticky notes and create a written response from reading that book based on what they had already done. So it's just a lot of things you can reiterate that you can help with. And I showed them a motivational video on what good readers do. I actually took the video and put it on my Schoology page so they could go back and listen to it again. It was a rap. The kids got into it. They was like, oh, play it again. Well, I can't play the rap all day long, but it was just something to get them excited about what we were about to learn. So. I will be doing that, those educational videos, I will be uploading into my Schoology so the kids can go back and look at those and listen to them and get with it. Because I know being a music major, that music is something that is universal. People learn by listening to music. It helps the brain function. When you listen to music, even when you're doing homework, it helps your brain to function. Now, of course, there's a certain type of music. Um, I was a music major and I studied classical music. And of course, it said Mozart in any classical music helps the brain function. It actually helps you remember things that you're studying when you're studying. It brings it back to your remembrance when you go to do something else with that after listening to classical music. So it's something you might want to think about. Um, listening to instrumental music, it's something that's soothing. It keeps the brain focused and functioning, but it's not overloaded. So, and it just calms the brain down. It calms the mind down where you can actually focus on what it is that you're studying. So when your kids want to study and listen to music, now I'm not saying they can listen to hard rap, gangster rap, and all of that stuff while they study it. It might help. 
I have not done research on that. It's a possibility. But I do know that listening to instrumental music or classical music helps the brain function. It helps the memory. So if your kids want to listen to music, give them something soothing. Even in my classroom, I play instrumental music while they're, while they're doing independent work. Why? Because it keeps the room calm, it keeps them quiet, and it keeps them focused. So just some helpful hints and tips for you at the beginning of the school year to help your students become focused and doing well in homework. And, you know, I didn't bombard my kids with homework right away, but they will be getting homework now because it's time. I've noticed a pattern. I noticed some things that need to be done, and we're just going to start doing it. Uh, we're doing our reading test tomorrow. They had their math test today. We're doing the reading test tomorrow so I can see where my kids are, so I can start putting them in groups. Parents, you need to be aware of where your kids at. One of my babies came to me and told me she had her, her reading test and a math test, and she had a 4.1, and she asked me, she was like, what does this mean? And I was like, it's a 4.1. She was like, what does it mean? I'm like, that means you're at the fourth grade, first month in math. And she was like, is that good or bad? I'm like, you're in fourth grade. You just started. You are in the first month of fourth grade. So you are actually on grade level. She was like, oh, okay. And she was excited about that. So when we can relay that type of information to help them understand the data that we're collecting on them, it makes it easier for them to learn. And, you know, and the sad part is that she told me that she had somebody in her family that was in sixth grade who was reading at the, who, who had the same level as her. She was like, well, how was that? And I'm like, they're not on grade level. It was like, oh, so I'm smarter than them. I'm like, I'm not going to say you're smarter than them, but right now they're not where they need to be if they're in sixth grade and they're at a 4.1. So, you know, just understanding what those numbers mean when they take those tests and they get that information is helpful and it's helpful for the parents. So that's why when we have parent teacher conferences, you all need to come out because we give you their schools. We show you what it is, where they are and what they need to be doing. But me, I'm going I'm to send you their scores before parent teacher conferences because that's not until, what, September 17th. You'll have those scores by the time they finish their they test tomorrow. You should have those scores by the end of the week to let you know where your child is and, and, and what I need to be working on with them and what they need to be working on at home to bring them up and to bridge that gap. We've got to start bridging the gap of education and the reading gap and the math gap that we have in our, in our black and brown students for real, because the gap is getting larger and larger and we just keep putting more and more and more on them, but we've got to be able to bridge that gap somewhere at some point in time. So, um, these are just some helpful hints, some tips and things that we're doing, um, that I'm doing, that trying to get ready. And I'm really excited about it. As you can tell, I'm really excited. So um, I hope you will continue to join me throughout the throughout this year to see where things are going, to see how we're doing and getting back into the swing of things, which is going to be very awesome. And I'm so excited about it. But um, just wanted to come in and holler at y'all real quick to let y'all know we, your girl is here. We're about to do this. This is our first episode and I'm really excited. And I'll also be putting this on my, um, what is it? Buzzsprout. And you know, my Buzzsprout, you'll just get the video, the audio. You won't get the video. If you want the video, you got to watch the YouTube live stream 
or you can listen to the audio part of it just on Buzzsprout and you can hear that, get that on any, anywhere where podcasts are um, available. iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, it, it's on all of the podcasts. If you go on Amazon and plug in my name, Dr. Yvonne Henderson, you can actually pull up my YouTube. If you just type in Dr. Yvonne, uh, Teacher Talk Tuesday with Dr. Yvonne, you, it, it will come up with all of the different places where my podcast is, where you can hear it, you can listen to it at any time. And please, just if nothing else, just click like, subscribe, and share it with somebody who's in education, who wants to know more about the things that are going on, or just to get some helpful hints and some tips on what to do this school year. All right? So I really thank you all, and it's your girl. I'm signing out. I'm not, I told you I wasn't going to be here long. But I thank you for joining me. And until next time, it's your girl, Dr. Yvonne, the teacher that talks. Thank you. And next time for more incredible stories.